Jonathan Nato, and I'm in Putnam, Connecticut. Hey, everybody. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I am in extremely hot Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is. And today, my friend, we are going to talk about the magic of June 30th. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So I know it's kind of a crazy topic, but let me... I know you know what we're going to talk about. (laughs) But... Let me dive in by just uh, giving a bit of a precursor to what we're talking about. One of our early podcasts was about the Nebworth Festival, which was a 12-hour concert in England, and not just the concert itself, but the experience completely changed the path of my life. Yeah. And uh, people can hear about that. I think it's um, It's How a Dying Man... Uh, how a Dying Man Saved Me at a Killer Concert. I think yeah. some, some, something like that is the title. It's, it's one of the early it's ones, right? It's within the first ten episodes. Yeah, I think it's episode number four or yeah. five. But yeah, it's definitely in the first ten. Yeah. So that happened June 30, 1990. Then June 30, 2000 was the last day I ate meat. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that date. Yeah, it's kind of wild because... I shot my short film, Baptized at Lucky Lube, on July 1st, 2000. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time, on June 30th, said, I bet you can't go 30 days without eating meat. And 30 days has turned into 18 years. Wow, okay. Right? So that's June 30, 1990. And then, of course, the most important June 30th of my life is that my daughter's were born on June 30th, 11 years later. Man, you got the trifecta going on. It's kind of crazy, but that's not even what we're talking about today. We're talking about what you did. Yeah, June thirtieth, two thousand eighteen, right. just a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, you, the listeners may or not know, or I, we haven't mentioned it too much, but we have in passing. Like I play guitar and I sang, and I used to be in a heavy metal band in the nineties and all that fun stuff. Well, Hey, all I can say is I used to have a mullet in the nineties, but you be, <laughs> you actually being in a heavy metal band in the nineties is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, Go ahead. yeah. And so, so a few months ago, probably three, three ish months ago or so, uh, I, I, I contacted a friend of mine cause he practices in the town here that I live in. And I was just like, hey, man, let's hang out sometime. I want to watch you guys jam or whatever just to, uh, just to hang out with some guys and watch a band practice again just to, you know, I, I, just, I just felt like kind of being around that again. Can I just say before you go forward, yeah. I love, absolutely love how you constantly use the word watch in your sentences. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and I'm not making fun of that. I think it's so, so, so cool that a, a blind person is so comfortable with who you are. Yeah. That it's just seamless that you just, uh, you know, you don't worry about such things. You oh, just... yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's just totally natural for me to talk that way. So I, I, I never even, I honestly never even notice it. And then someone will point out like, oh, that's funny. You said watch or whatever. Or, oh, I'll see you later. You know, and I'm like. Huh, I, get, I, I don't even realize I say it. Well, you're certainly not going to say, I hear you later. <laughs> right. Unless I'm consciously trying to make a joke. That, that, right. You know, I, 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 yeah, I don't talk that way. So, um, All right. I'm sorry. Dive yeah, back yeah. in. Yeah, no. So, so, I, so I, he's like, yeah, we're going to you know, practice on Monday. I'll pick you up. Whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. And he texts me that day. And he's like, yeah, dude, our, our, our lead guitar player quit today. So we're not practicing. I was like, oh, bummer. I was like, all right, well, you know, 
Sorry to hear that, dude, but I'll, I'll stay in touch. And, like, it might have been a week or so or something like that maybe, but he texts me back and he's like, hey, do you still play? And I was like, and I, I was very hesitant. I was like, well, it, it depends what the, the way you define play. <laughs> I was like, for, for a long time, for like a decade, I didn't have any equipment. And a few years ago, two or three years ago, I got, I got a guitar and I got kind of a cheap amp again just to kind of noodle around and kind of mess, mess around. But I never, never really would say I, I got back into it seriously. But right. and, and, and it, it had even been at least a year since I had even touched my guitar then. And so I was like, well, I mean, sure. Can I pick up my guitar and play? Yeah. Okay. But to what level, you know, I was like, that would have to be decided by whoever's listening to me. And he's just like, hey, man, if you got your guitar, you should, you know, bring it down. I have an amp you can use and stuff at the practice uh, hall or not hall, but it's where the the other guitar player is. And uh, so I went down there thinking, ah, we're just going to mess around and jam and have a fun time. I was like, you know, I I haven't played with anyone in forever. And so... So we went down there. I showed them a couple of my old songs. They showed me a couple of their songs. We were kind of playing some covers and stuff. And like halfway through the jam session, my friend, whose name is Randy, he's the drummer of the band, and he's the one that started the band. He was like, hey, man, you want to make this a little more permanent? And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, y- you-, you want to jam? You want-, you want to be in the band and sing and play? And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, man, if I'm not holding you guys back, I'd love to. Like, I'm- I got some some cobwebs that dust off here, and they're like, man, are you kidding? You, you, it, it's like riding a bike. I mean, you might be a little rusty, but we, we love what we're hearing. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so... That is awesome, so, man. That is... And I got to tell you, the second you picked up your band again, you've just been a happier guy. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed being in a band. I didn't realize how much I missed, like, music or just it just reignited that passion that was like buried within me. Well, yeah. And you know, I'm, I wish I could play an instrument. I cannot, but I will tell you this. I think it's clear to you even too, that like when I'm writing is the clearly the happiest that I am. Yeah, totally. Any, anytime I'm writing anything, I'm just a happier person. Yeah. So I I get it. I get jumping back. Yeah, no, totally. And so, so we're practicing. I mean, and we're just laying down songs left and right because I had a bunch of kind of, I had a, a bunch of music that I had written with my the last band that I was in like, sixteen years ago, seventeen years ago, and but and no one had ever really heard it and never seen technically the light of day. So I I brought a lot of that into this band. They showed me a couple of their songs. I mean, so out of the gate, it's like within a month and a half, we already had eight, nine, ten songs. And you already so, had an album. Yeah. And so so the then we ended up getting asked if we wanted to play a show on June 30th. And <laughs> Okay. So here's the thing. Before you jump into that, you and I uh, started a separate tech company together that we started developing over a year ago. Yeah. That we're now hopefully several weeks to a few months away from actually launching. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I... <laughs> When you first picked up the band again, I jokingly said, "Man, you better not turn into a rock star. We've got, <laughs> we've got a company to build." Yeah. But then you start picking up these gigs, and now I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so 
so so the, the, the Ruan, don't jump straight to June 30th because okay. I remember you got the gig in mid and maybe early May because you, you spent several weeks training for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were probably four weeks in and we already got an offer to show, which is incredible. Yeah, and so so what you know, Rand, Randy, the drummer, he's I I wouldn't consider me. I have input in the band, but I mean, you know, I I was asked into the band. I don't I don't look at it as all like um whatever running the show or whatever. So I. Randy's the one that kind of brings whatever to the table. So he was just like, do you guys think we can do it? I was like, dude, we got two two months. We already have our set down. We got two months of just practicing, practicing, running through these songs. So I was like, we'll be ready. Let's let's do it. He's like, all right, let, let, we'll do it. And so we spent the next two months just like playing the same songs over and over and over and over and over again just to be You ready. know, um, what a lot of people say, Jonathan, about – opportunities like the one that you guys just had yeah and i believe this clearly but a lot of people believe that when you get a huge opportunity it's smarter just to say yes and figure it out yeah 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 no exactly. as opposed not to do it and wonder what would have happened exactly exactly so so we spent the next two months just playing you know our set over and over like we weren't working on any new stuff we already had everything we needed, so we just kept playing over and over and over. Every Monday night, right? Yeah, exactly. And even th- we started even implementing some Thursdays if we could get together. So we're, we're oh my playing God. even so twice a week. How long, let me ask you, because you know music is the one thing I love more than film. I yeah. just can't do music. <laughs> right. But let me ask you, you're set on June 30th. Yeah. How long? How many songs? Uh, we got to play 30 minutes. I jammed as much as I could, and we probably played eight songs or so. Oh, songs. so you just rolled in song to song to song, Practically. Right? I, didn't, I didn't really waste too much time talking. Like, but you did talk because oh, yeah. I know you had interactions with the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so June 30th, tell me. So, so June 30th comes, and uh, you know we're, we're ready. We're the second band that plays. The first band that goes on, they're just a typical kind of heavy metal-ish band. Like, they're in, nothing against them. They're kind of a dime a dozen. Like, you heard this band, you heard any other band kind of thing. Like, there wasn't anything... They're okay, but, and then uh, we, we started going, we started, you know, they got done. We start setting up our stuff. Now everyone's pretty much ready to go. I'm standing next to my amp. I'm just double checking some of my settings, double checking my sound, making sure everything sounds good. And then Randy's like, hey, who's going to help Johnny to the microphone? And so, <laughs> and so he, he comes out from behind the drum set and he leads you up to the mic Afterwards, he was like, dude, if you could have seen everyone, they're like, what the heck is he doing? Like, because they saw. Now, explain, explain this to people because you've explained it to me. But isn't people that see you don't immediately know that you're blind, right? Oh, I, I would say 99% of people or whatever, 90% of people assume I have some level of sight. Like because they, one of your eyes is open, or, or, yeah, because, or, or why do they assume that? Because one eye is open because my mannerisms are as if I I can see. Because I look at I you when it. you're I, I look it. at you when you're talking to me. If someone says my name, I'll turn my head. You know, so it's you know, so I I, I totally don't act like I'm blind. And I so, didn't know you were blind until three or four weeks of talking to you because right. you didn't mention anything. Right, and and so so when they saw him lead me up to the mic, everyone's just kind of like what, <laughs> and so. He gets behind the drum set, and I was just like, all right, let's get the elephant out of the room. I was like, yeah. I'm, you said I'm, this on stage, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm saying this in the microphone now. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get the 800-pound the gorilla out of the room or however I said it. I was like, 
yeah, I'm totally blind. I was like, so if you make rude finger gestures at me, that's not cool. <laughs> you said that? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And uh, I was like, so this is who we are. Thanks, you know, thanks for having us. I thanked a few people, the guy that owns the, the club and the guy that invited us to do the show. I was like, this is who we are. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's do this. And then boom, we jumped into the first song. Now, the second the first note hit, Man, I felt like I was back 17 years ago. Like, I didn't skip a beat. Like That's awesome. I just, I just got sucked right back into where I left off, and I just it – was, it was awesome. It was the greatest feeling ever. Like, we were, we were the second band, and Randy was like, dude, at least 65 people came right up to the front of the stage. Like, the second the first note hit, the second people were like, what, this guy's blind? What? And so, like, just everyone started coming up to the front. Can I can I interject real quick? Yeah, I've never had that experience. I mean, uh, as a performer. Yeah. But I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Years ago, I was at a Peter Gabriel concert here in Los Angeles, mm. and the opening band was a band called Blind Boys of Alabama. Okay. And they're all blind. Nice. Okay. You know, and, and they sing gospel and soul music. And the, the one thing I remember is even though wireless mics were readily available, yeah, these guys sang on corded mics because there's people at the back of the stage yeah, pulling their cords back to let them know how close they were to the That's front of the stage. That's awesome. That's cool. It was, and, dude, I was there with Dolly, you know, my sister, yeah, the one yeah. that you know. Yep. And, dude, we looked at each other and we're like, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, this is really cool. So, yeah. um, so anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, and so like, like I said, the first note hit, and it's just like, man, I got sucked right back into right, you know, seventeen. I, I and I hadn't played a show in seventeen or eighteen years. This is my first show in almost two decades, and so it it was just awesome. And then in between the songs, you know, everyone's going crazy. They're clapping. They're yelling. I mean, it it was awesome, but. In between the songs, I'm like working in my whole kind of blind joke bit. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what song's next because Kevin printed out everything on paper and I can't see that. So I'm just going to play whatever the hell I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone starts laughing and I'm like, no, no, seriously, this next song is blah, blah, blah. And then boom, we'd go into the next song, you know? And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I told them, I was, you, I was like, you guys are the best crowd I've never seen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that that should be your tagline. You guys are the best crowd I've never seen. Yeah, and, and but you know, so it was just all like everyone loved it. They just loved you know like that I could joke around with it, and I mean they loved the music. And like after every song, they were just going nuts, and it was just it was awesome. And we with the last song we played was a Beastie Boys song. We covered "Fight Fear Right to Party," and oh, did you really? Yeah, and everyone went nuts when we played that song. Like. Everyone was singing it. People were like yelling out the "You gotta fight for your right to party." Like it was, it was awesome. Like it was the best song to end our set with. It was just, it was, it was just awesome, and everything was, you know, just a a great experience. It went really well. Everyone in the band was fired up. Like the other guitar player, Kevin, was just like, "Dude, you need like." You doing all that blind stuff in between the songs? That's your thing now, man. You need to. We need to do that every time we play. He's like the the crowd thought it was hilarious when you were doing that stuff in between the songs. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know what it also is? First of all, the music's got the music's great. Yeah. But besides that, it's also the connection I, I truly believe this. It's a connection that you share with the audience because not because of your music, but in addition to that, because you are allowing yourself to make fun of yourself. Yeah. So that allows them to relax because when they see like you know, when when people come up to me and they say, what happened to you? I'm like, oh, I was dropped on my head as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people without a sense of humor look at me like, oh, that's awful. Right. right. <laughs> and then people with a sense of humor, they get it. They're like, well, God, this guy's an adult. He's making fun of yeah. his existence. It's all good. Right, right. So I think when you – and I wasn't actually dropped on my head as a kid. Yeah, because be, yeah. every time I say that on a podcast, my mom's you're, like, yeah, "Nobody know, dropped you." I know your mom's cringing right now. <laughs> yeah, she, right now she's like flipping off, flipping off her computer right now. She's like, "Nobody dropped you. You rolled off of a bed. That's not dropped." But my point is, when you're on stage and you're making people feel comfortable about the experience and being with you, yeah, I think it helps everybody. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah. And and uh, so when we get done, we're packing up our stuff. We're getting off the stage. We're you know getting everything off there. I mean, all kinds of people are coming to me. They're just like, "That was amazing! Like you're amazing! Like this is the best thing I've ever seen!" And like, I, I ended up kind of leaving early, and I, I went and hung out with someone after, like pretty shortly after the show. But so I I had left. A few people were coming up to me and just like shaking my hand, being like, "When are you guys playing again here next? Want to see more?" And uh, this one guy, before I actually got out the building, he was just like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And he was like, no, seriously, that was serious. You know, he just kept going on and on. He's like, you don't know who I am, but this is who I am. And, uh, and then I said, you could have, you could have hired a manager right then and there. Probably. I, I, uh, so I, I left and the guys in the band, after I left, I, I talked to him like the, later that night and the next day. They're like, dude, you were the talk of that place for the rest of the night. Like everyone wanted to talk to you and wanted to hang out with you and wanted to meet you. And like you, you, you tore that place apart. And, and I was like, oh man, maybe it's good that I left. Cause I, I kind of don't, I mean, I, I get why people react that way. I, you know, like, oh, that was amazing. I just saw this blind guy totally shred on his guitar and just like rip the stage apart like music. No, no, I know what you're going to say, but, but I, I know you feel weird about it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But do you know why you feel weird about it? I, I don't know. Because you see yourself as normal. Like I right. see myself as normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There, like when you walk around campus, when you were in college, you know, you tell, you tell that story about how people come up to you randomly and just say, Hey dude, we love, the fact that you can navigate this entire college campus without right. assistance. Right, right. Right? Yeah. They're seeing an experience to them that is, like, remarkable. Yeah. And all you're seeing is, dude, I'm just walking to class. Right, right. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, when I occasionally ride bikes with Lena and Zoe, and I need to do it more this year, but when I ride bikes with them down the beach, occasionally when I stop... People are like, you know, it's quite amazing, man. It's amazing that you ride a bike. And then my girls are like, but we ride bikes too. <laughs> right. right? 
But I learned how to ride when I was five. So yeah. it's not, you know, yeah. it's not a big deal to me. I think it's the same with you. You yeah. know, when you're you're probably on stage or after the show, you probably want to go, why do they think it's big, that big of a deal? Millions of people play guitar. Right, right. Right? Yeah. But that's just because of your comfort level with who you are. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I, I guess I need to embrace it and not be I'm not like embarrassed or anything but just like you know I don't that's what that's why when when people come up to me and they're just like that was amazing that was awesome like I just I'm just like thanks like and I'm and I'm you know honest I'm like thanks I appreciate it you know like I I appreciate that they think it was the most amazing thing they ever saw or, or whatever like I mean I guess at the end of the day really that's my goal and I, as I maybe I don't understand, I don't know how to handle it. I don't know. I mean why else do you want to play on stage and play music in front of people? It's cuz you want you want to entertain people, you want to Yeah, give- uh, you know, absolutely man. When I write something, I want people to either laugh, cry or think. Yeah. Yeah. And a combination of all three would be magical. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess I just need to, you know, come to grips with it and just you know, I and, I and I didn't leave to escape that. I just had plans, you know, to go somewhere after. But they were just like, dude, everyone was talking about you, man. They, you know, people wanted to hang out with you. Like, you might want to check. There might be a Jonathan Nato fan club out there that you're not even familiar I'm, with. Yeah, seriously, there might be. But I mean, it, it was awesome. So we're playing again, July 26th. We're playing again, July 28th. We're playing again in August. We're playing again in September. So we already have. A ton of you got to promise me on air right now that we actually launch our tech company before you go <laughs> off and become a, Absolutely. A, a big rock star. Absolutely. And if you do become a big rock star, I want to manage you. De- definitely. And, we're, and we've even started recording this week already, too. We're going to record a five, like a quick five song EP just, just to get stuff into people's hands because everyone's like, do, have you guys recorded anything yet? Like, you know, so we're just trying to. Well, what are you recording on? Uh, we've got a friend that's got a bunch of pretty good, pretty decent recording equipment. It's it's good enough to do an EP just to get something out there. But after we do that, we're gonna look at going into a, a legit studio and. Well, and I gotta tell you this before you do that, man. Just remember one thing, and I could tell you this off the air too, but I think it's important to share with everyone. Yeah. You know that every other day for the past two months, I've told you that I just finished my script. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, right? Yeah. And so I did again last night. Nice. For the 89th time. Right. <laughs> but the one thing that I got to tell you, Jonathan, and I want to share with everyone, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Mm. No matter what. You can't say, you know, I think we mentioned this in a previous podcasts a long time ago, but you can't. Go on a blind date with somebody, forgive the pun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you can't go on a blind date with somebody and say, hey, my name's Ahmad, I'm barely 5'4", I've got a disability in my left side, but don't worry, you keep dating me and I'll grow to 6 feet 3 and my disability will will go away. You can't do that. Right, right. So when I send my screenplay to somebody, I can't say, this is about my childhood, It's, uh, it's, it's got, you know, laughter and tears and and political strife and it's really 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 fun but it's just not there yet just wait six more months because people can only judge what they read or what they hear or what they see yeah right yeah so you got to get out of your mind and tell the band that i said this you got to get out of your mind that we're just going to crank something out just to get to people what you should do 
is crank something out that's really, really damn good. Yeah. And then get it to people. Yeah. No, that's true. That's, you that's, know, that's because a good point. Here's my point on that. Hollywood in general, whether it's music or film. Yeah. Hollywood does not stop on a dime for anything. Right. Right? So if it takes you an extra 10 days to get it right, take those extra 10 yeah. days. Yeah, no, definitely. Right? Yeah. Because if you've been waiting 17 or 18 years to get into it again, yeah, an extra two weeks isn't going to make a difference at all. Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. I But, you know, I, I think the other thing I wanted to share real quick is pretty good or very good doesn't move mountains. Right. 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 Phen- phenomenal moves mountains. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to hear it, man. You got to get me some stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. So you want to you want to share any other part of it or, or where are we now in the story? Well, you, like, you, like I said, I mean, you know, it, it went well. And I mean, uh, there is Randy. Randy said that a bunch of people even reached out to him like that. I guess, you know, I don't know if they're comfortable talking to me or whatever, but they're just like, man, we've seen, you know, different variations of your bands over the years or whatever. This is the one, you know, like this is the, the group of guys you have right now. This, this is this is the best we've ever seen, you know, your band. So. You know, I will say that uh, your band name is Life Down yeah. for the listeners, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. One word or two words? One word. L-I-F-E-D-O-W-N, Life Down. Yep. I will say in this podcast, I think you should go back to Blind Creation. <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. I do. And it, you know what happens when you do something creative like a band or a movie or whatever? Yeah. Although human beings are a part of it, yeah, you know, like the, there's humans in the band, right? It takes on a life of its own, yes, you know, and it becomes what it needs to become, right? Right. So it's just that old story that we've talked about so many times. I'm not sure if we've actually mentioned it on the on the air, but you know, the Eagles, the band, the Eagles, oh, yeah, you know, the original name was Long Branch Penny Whistle, yeah, and they wouldn't get signed with that, right. You know, uh, David Geffen's like, there's no way in hell am I signing a band called Long Branch Penny Whistle. Where are you guys from? And they told him they lived in the Eagle Rock area of Glendale, which is Los Angeles. Yeah. And he's like, great, you're the Eagles. And when they, when they pushed back, he said, look, I'm signing a band named the Eagles. I'm not signing a band named Long Branch Penny Whistle. It's kind of up to you. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. Right? Yeah. So all I say out there, just keep your keep your uh, options open, man. Yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. But yeah, like it, like I said, it was just an awesome experience. It went, I mean, the set there was no mess ups, nothing. Everything went off without a hitch. It was, it just it couldn't have been any better. That's a, that's good. That's good, man. That's really great. So, well, we're gonna have to hear some of the music. Definitely, yeah. Like well, like I said, we'll uh, we'll we'll have something sooner than later, hopefully. So. Very cool. So you want to wrap this one up? Yeah. So if you guys want to visit limpingoncloud9.com, you can go there. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and every other podcasting app under the sun. And also check out lonelysealfilmfestival.com. That's around the corner. It's like three months away. Which Less is, than three months away uh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so you can check that out. We'll be in lovely Bostonish area October 5th and 6th. So if you're in the area or even if you're not, 
you definitely want to come down and check out the festival. So, yeah, and if you want to email us, it's info at limpingoncloud9.com. It's info at limpingoncloud9.com. And I want to tell you, we I just checked during the podcast, we have over 12,000 likes on our Facebook page. Nice. So I just wanted to thank the 12,000 people out there that actually indulge us and, let, and you know, and support what we're doing. We Definitely. love that. Absolutely. You know? Now, if each of those 12,000 could give us 100,000, we'd be much happier. <laughs> I don't mean dollars. I mean friends. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That way we'd have, you know, a billion Absolutely. people listening. Absolutely. Anyway. I love it, though. I love what we're doing, and I love the fact that people continue to support this crazy little podcast. Definitely. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.